When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Mike Duffy. And I'm joined here today by Cameron Smart. And we're here to talk to you about that thrilling game we've just witnessed down in Devon. A 3-3 away draw against Plymouth Argyle. Uh, on the whole, I mean, we'll obviously talk about this more in depth. But on the whole, I think a respectable point. I think Plymouth are a, a good team at home. They've got one of the best home records in the division. And um, and we keep going from strength to strength in the away game. So we'll uh, we'll absolutely take it. But first things first, Cam. Um, obviously, we spoke last uh, in the Plymouth Argyle preview, and we spoke about that we'd make, and then we give the team that we expected to go out, and then the team that we would like to have gone out. Um, there were three changes: Andrews coming for Delhi Bashir at right back. Kayembe coming for a Spria and Ryovic coming for Bio. Now that Kembe for a Spria meant that Chat Vatadze actually went out wide and um then Kayembe dropped into the middle where Chat Vadadze was playing. Those three changes, bearing in mind who we had available, etc. etc. Were you happy with those changes? Look, I was left a little bit bemused by those changes. Obviously, we all knew Ryovic had come in for Bio. Um, whatever you think about Ryovic, we all knew that he'd be starting this game. I thought KMB had to come back in. He saw he came on against Stoke and he gave us a bit more solidity. And I I thought he should have come in for Kone because Kone's sort of been uh, been fading a bit lately, and I don't think that changed too much today, other than his goal. Um, which we'll get to. But yeah, I would have put KMB in for Kone and, and left Georgie in the middle. And the weirdest thing for me was I I just don't think you can drop Yasser Espria. And it, I thought in that first half, as open as it was, he would have had a field day. But um, yeah, it was a bit disappointed to see him left out. Yeah, and we, we've often spoke about this, you know, it's either he gets left out or he plays and then gets dragged at the 60th minute. And it's like, you know, really frustrating because why? Is there something we don't know? Is there a reason he can't play the full game? Does Val just not want to, you know, rush him too much? But at the same time, you don't want to hamper his development by only playing him 60-odd minutes here, you know, 30-odd minutes here or 45 minutes. So a little bit disappointing in that regard. Mark Schofield's in. He said, extremely entertaining game of football in very difficult conditions. Now, couldn't agree more. I mean, I think there was 1,459 Watford fans that made the trip down to Devon today. And it's not exactly down the road, let's put it that way. And 500-mile um, round trip it is. And the conditions, I mean, hats off to anyone that made the journey in the first place. If you're watching this on the way back, hats off to you. Um, but the conditions, I didn't quite realise until I saw the pre-match photos it was absolutely levering it down. And, you know, great days, those days are sort of great for attackers, but not so good for defence. And I think that game epitomised that today. We saw six goals in total. Now, we took the lead again, which is great because in recent weeks we've been going behind and then having to come back. And that's great and all, but you don't want to get into a habit of conceding first and having to, to make a, a fist of it to come back. Now, Friday night, we took the lead and drew 1-1. And then today, Cam, we took the lead. I thought the first 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, whatever you like, I thought was really, really strong on Watford's part. It was some good passages of football, some good passages of play, um, you know, really, really tidy stuff. And 
that first goal come, 10 minutes in, Martins is on the inside of the box and he finds a brilliant pass. He worms his way past his man and finds a brilliant pass for Edo Kayenbe's fourth goal of the season. Um, what a goal that was first come. I thought Martins did a lot of the hard work and he made it look easy, didn't he? Yeah, the way he took the ball down and, and turned with his first touch it was just brilliant and it's what we need to see a bit more of from Martins because on the whole, I thought he was quite uh, quite wasteful today. He, um, Particularly for one of the goals, which we'll get into, he played quite a lazy pass and mm -hmm. they won it back and countered. Uh, a lot of the times he's sort of, he's given the ball away, he's taken too long on it. But right there, he that turn was fantastic and he picked out an inch perfect pass. We We normally get in that position and we sort of, we, we don't put our heads up and we don't look for who's in the middle, but Martins did extremely well to pick out KMB. And he's never going to miss from there, is he? No, and he, he loves scoring away from home as well, doesn't he? I think that was his fourth and um, only one's come at home, if I remember correctly. I think um, that's correct. It was, it was Rotherham, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Um yeah, so a, a, a brilliant start for Watford. Couldn't have started any better, really. You know, as Mark said, the conditions play a lot into it. Plymouth have got a good home record. Uh, as soon as that call went in, though, I think John Mark said that not to get too carried away because Plymouth had gone behind in their last however many games and come back. So I was a bit like, all oh, right, OK. But it didn't take long, Cam, for them to get back in the, po uh, in, in the post, sorry, uh, in the game. Um, I said the post then because three minutes, well, eight minutes later, sorry, Ryan Hardy hit the post and it pretty much rolled across the line and, and didn't go in. And we thought, whew, you know, let off there. And uh, and a minute later, there it was, the equaliser, Azaz. Now, in terms of how you're feeling about that goal, Cam, he took it brilliantly, Azaz did. Um, his seventh goal of the season for Plymouth. But, he shouldn't be having the space and the time to be able to do that. And it's it's a frustrating goal to concede. And that hard work, that brilliant start, is, is all undone just just uh, nine minutes later. Yeah, you've got to credit what a brilliant finish it was to just sort of side foot it and curl it around the keeper. That was fantastic. But um, it, it shouldn't be getting to that, to be honest. We kept giving the ball away just again and again. We weren't really... We weren't really adapting to Plymouth's press and, and they just kept coming and coming. They were really pushing for that goal. As you said, they um they hit the post a few minutes before and yeah, they were just peppering our goal at that point. But um we're we're not too keen on defending corners and so that means, you know, we might panic and we might put all of our defenders in the box just so, just to stop them winning a header. And that obviously leaves all that room, and they've got players in Azaz, Whitaker. They, they can sort of they can score goals from that far out. So, yeah, I, I didn't feel like we were really aware of um, of the danger that that Plymouth possess, and yeah, we we didn't make it easy for ourselves. But it was a, a brilliant finish. It was a brilliant finish, and they did score again ten minutes later. Whitaker, I'll talk about that in a little bit because. It wasn't as if that turned the tide of the game. It was like a basketball game, wasn't it, Cam? It was, you know, one end, you have a go, then come and have a go at us. Oh, okay, you've had a go, we'll have a go at you. And it was, you know, trading blows. It was, it was, it was quite the match for the uh, for the neutral. I, I don't know how the um, how the highlights program do it now. Um, is is it ITV or Quest have got it? ITV, yeah. ITV. Um, that needs to be their main game tonight without shadow of a doubt, if they do main games. If it they, was um, the day, let's put they it They decide way. the main game before, so they put uh, whoever's there like at the ground and they sort of uh, record and they do interviews. They were at the Vic for the Bristol City game. <laughs> of course they were. Yeah. Typical. Um, but it, it would have been a, a brilliant game for the neutral because, um, like I say, Cammy, it was end-to-end. -end and and we, we sort of had a, a half chance not long after that. And... Something that happened quite a bit, which to, to Plymouth's credit, they were very good at cutting out. We saw Andrews down on that right hand side try and play a low sort of pass for, for Rajovic to, to tap in. And a couple of times we were close, but they just had that man, didn't they? At the last second, you think, yes, Rajovic is going to get it. And then just at the last second, I think Dan Scar was in there a couple of times. 
and uh, and Rajevic was was denied his goal. But how good is it to see Andrews back in the team? And he's just natural, and he's grown with every game, isn't he, Cal? Yeah, I thought he was fantastic today. He kept making those runs in behind Bally Mumba. They'd clearly mm. sort of identified that as a, a bit of a weakness because we don't normally see Andrews essentially playing right wing. Uh, we, we see him with a bit more balance. And <clears throat> while it did hurt us at times, having our right back that high up, it, it gave us a lot of joy. And he should have come out of that first half with a, a couple of goals, shouldn't he? He should have done, and yeah, we we were sort of saying he he, uh, he could have easily been on a hat trick, and it, it's it's frustrating for him because you sort of you go to have a bit of a go, and then you realise right, you know, he's still learning his trade, but he's doing brilliantly, I think, and he's um, he's growing game by game, and it's just good to see an out and out right back back in that position because it was so clear how many times. Delhi Bashiru was getting caught out, and I've got nothing against Delhi Bashiru. Always gives a hundred percent, but sometimes you're just not fit for that position. Uh, and I do worry about how he would have fared today up against their wide players, you know, their and their forwards. Whitaker, albeit he was on the other side for for most of it. Uh, Hardy as well. He he was a real handful. Um, talking of Whitaker, it uh, as I said, ten minutes after Aziz scored that beautifully finished goal. Whitaker scored. Now, Cam, Ben Hamer, we we ourselves in person were singing his praises quite literally two weeks running in Lancashire. Um, and it was thoroughly deserved and he deserved all the chance he was getting and all the praise. But not his finest moment. And there's been a couple of question marks recently over some of the goals. Um, I saw some tweets at half-time saying, get Backman back in. I was like, right, OK, we're back to that Watford, are we? Um, but he's got to be doing better there, hasn't he, can he? he, he on the, on the uh, replay, it goes through his hands. And again, he's sort of beaten a little bit at his near post. And yeah, a, a really avoidable goal. And, and Whitaker's like, thank you very much. I've, I've done that 13 times this season. Here's number 14. Yeah, and it's not the first time he's been beaten at his near post like that. It is clearly a bit of a weakness of his. He mm. sort of a powerful shot at that near post. He, he's letting it in most of the time. Um, if people are calling for Backman back in, I think that means we probably should be looking for a new keeper in January because um, we know what Backman's yeah, like. We know, we know Hamer's not the most reliable I'd like to see us move for someone as unrealistic as that is. Um, the goal itself, though, you can't solely blame Hamer for it. No, no. Well, maybe he could have saved it. I thought there are other players that could do better. Ryan Porteous um, just completely misses, uh, mistimes a challenge, as we know he, he can do sometimes. And, yeah, that, that leaves us wide open. Poor James Morris. He, I don't think he does too much wrong here. He um he initially blocks whatever Whitaker's trying to do, and he's just unlucky that Whitaker gets on the the rebound. So, yeah, I I thought at times, particularly then, we were just far too open in that first half. Yeah, and and perhaps that played into Plymouth Sands a bit with it being so open, you know, from from one end to the other, and I felt like it, it was very much a case of. We were very much in control when we were trying to get forward and I really liked our attacking play today. But too many times we'd give the ball away, it'd be too sloppy and they'd look to hit us on the counter and it was so obvious what they were trying to do. But we just didn't have an answer to stop it. And yeah, the, to, to go 2-1 down, because I don't necessarily think it was one of those games where we, we deserve to be 2-1 down. Personally, that's what I think. I, I think the game was that open. Yes, it could have gone any way, but... It didn't feel like we were playing poorly and, and Plymouth were in a bit of a good spell at the moment and they, they deserve to take the lead. So that's what makes it more frustrating. And, um, of course, after just five minutes after Plymouth took the lead to go 2-1, that's when we talk about Andrews could have been on a hat-trick because, he again, he finds that space on the inside and it was a brilliant pass. I can't remember who the pass was from now. Was it Rojevic? Um Probably not. I'm, no, no, well, no, he he did he he did some good link up play today. To be fair to him, but 
there was a pass, I can't remember who it was from, and he cut inside his man, Andrews did, and ran from inside of his man, and he went through, and I, I was celebrating. I thought, this is a goal, and he put it just wide. Um, and you can, you yeah. can see sort of with his control and the way he can sort of brush past players now. I, I know the finish wasn't there, but that was really, really good play, and mm. it, I don't think he would have been doing that at the start of his Watford career, you know, at Coventry away. But he's he's really matured um, as, as a player in, in his short time with us. Yeah, and, and, and that's the beauty. We've we've got a coach where he looks like he's actually coaching him, you know. He's not having to put up with starting well then or sacking a manager, getting a new one in. Watford of old, at this time of year, we might have been on manager number two or manager number three. So, you know, that doesn't help the young players grow. We've seen it with Jao Pedro at the moment. The, uh, the Zerbi said the other day, um, he's, he'd be very surprised if they could keep hold of him. But that's because he's got a manager that can coach him and they're not relentlessly changing managers as often. And uh, and he's, they're reaping the benefits of that. Uh, thank you for Crouchy. Uh, Crouchy? I don't know why I've called him that. Um, <laughs> thank you for Joe who said it was Livermore that played that chance in. And Livermore again came today. Just a, a quick side note on him. I thought there were a couple of times where, again, it might not have been his best game in a Watford shirt in terms of the way, how he played. But I thought it was a very experienced, professional performance from Livermore. A couple of times I sort of found myself being like, why has he done that? Or why hasn't he gone for that ball? But... I think the way that he broke up play in the middle at times today, uh, one or so silly little fouls, and and just was very professional in the way he went about it. I thought he he, he had a good game in that sense. Does that suit you to agree, or did you see something completely different? No, yeah, Livermore was for me probably the man of the match. He was certainly up there. Um, really important player to have, especially on away games. I mean, we know all this. We know what he brings. He he's a leader. He's He's an absolute rock in that midfield. Like he doesn't let players pass him. Um, there was one moment in particular, one of their free kicks, sort of Hamer made a good save. But the moment the Plymouth player struck the ball, Livermore yeah. immediately turned and ran towards the goal. And he put it he out for fraud. Yeah, yeah. And if he didn't anticipate like that, then they've probably got a tap in and they they go four three up or whatever. So yeah. yeah, it's it's become pretty clear what he brings. I'd still like us to get another defensive midfielder in, but another really good display. And I've uh, got to mention that he was on a yellow for half the game, so really well-disciplined to um to not get another one. He was, yeah. Now, it's interesting because I, I can't remember if it was you or someone else that was telling me the cut-off for yellow cards, but they said, because Porteous got a yellow card today... Mm. He's got one. If he gets one more, he's got a two-game ban. But yeah, I thought the cut-off was had already gone. I think the cut-off has already gone. I think I think John got that one wrong. Hopefully, because we could really do without missing him for two games. And yeah, actually, but also it wasn't Porteous that got booked. He uh, later corrected himself. It was Yasser. Oh, okay, okay. I thought uh, I thought maybe Porteous would would have been booked for uh, for the verbals on the edge of the box when 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 we give two stupid stupid fouls away. Yeah. Um, I mean, luckily, thank God, nothing come of them. But um, yeah, it, it, that's what frustrates you, really, isn't it? Um, as I mentioned, you know, the, it was very open, and Plymouth were having a go, we were having a go, and it wasn't long before it was two-two, and some brilliant work again, Cam. Some brilliant link-up play with with the team. I felt like our games to the, uh, our goals today come off the back of some really good football. And we saw um, Georgie and Kone sort of come together for this one. And Kone doing what Kone does best. I don't think I've seen him score a tapping yet for Watford. They're all either long rangers outside the box or absolute beauts of a strike like today. And I said on Twitter, like David Brent, that meme, who else has seen this filth? And it's just like, it, it was a brilliant goal, wasn't it, Cameron? And that is what Kone is capable of, capable of. And I know... You said it wasn't his best rounded performance. So many times this season we've seen Kone and he's really stood out and he's really run his socks off and, and got stuck in and 
look to get us driving forward. I think the last couple of games we haven't seen that. How much of that is down to fatigue? I don't know. It is relentless. We are playing a lot of football at the moment. But the fact that he can still crop up and score a goal like that, we've got a player on our hands there, Cam, if we can if we can nurture him correctly, haven't we? Yeah, the, the two number eights in the team, Kone and Kayembe, they're obviously they're both having their best goal scoring seasons and there's it's not a coincidence because they can both hit a ball. They they've got a, a brilliant strike on them, both of them. And um we what we did today was we got them in really good positions around the box, let them shoot and we reap the rewards. Um we'll I think we'll continue to get a lot of goals from midfield this season. Obviously we saw Livermore add one on Friday, so that's a really good trait to have. You need to be able to sort of source goals from all over the pitch. As for the build-up, there was um, quite an interesting dynamic between Georgie and Kone in that first half. When I saw the lineup, I thought, okay, it's probably Georgie on the wing, but then it ended up being Kone, but then Georgie went out on the left and they just kept swapping round. And we saw a bit of that for this goal. Georgie was out wide. Kone popped up in the middle where they were sort of interchanging and, yeah, it, it worked to great effect, I thought. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, just a word on Georgie. Last couple of games, he's come on and really drove the team forward, which is what we want from midfielders. It, it reminds me very much of how Will Hughes used to be for us in the Championship in that um, in that lockdown season. He'd just get the ball and any opportunity he could, he was getting forward. And what did you make of Georgie out wide today, Cam? Obviously, we've seen him. We saw him at fullback uh, against Leeds earlier in the season. We've seen him in midfield, and and now we've seen him out on the wing. Do you do you prefer him in the middle, or because for me, from being brutally honest, didn't really do much out on the wing. But I don't think we used his side as 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 often as we could. I think we tried to be too much down Martin's side. So maybe it's harsh of me to to try and critique him based on the fact we didn't really go down his side much. No, I thought he put in another good display and he's certainly staking his claim for a, a starting spot. But as you say, we didn't really get him involved on the wing. It was sort of when he came into the middle and particularly in that second half, that's where we got him involved and that's where we got him driving at them. And whenever he is driving at them, I have so much faith in him that he's going to make the right decision or... You know, he's going to beat his man. And it's such a, a useful thing to have, whether he's starting or coming off the bench. He's absolutely shown. I mean, it's since that rumour came out, really, about him wanting to leave. He, he's really stepped up. It was um, Blackburn away the first game I noticed. He was just incredible. So, yeah, really, really useful asset to have. And especially with KMB going off to AFCON. Absolutely. This is what we want, you know. I still find it mad to this day that we're all worried about Kayembe going off to AFCON. And it's a bit like the Decore story, isn't it, Cam? You know, we, we didn't know we had a player like Decore and he come on, I think someone got injured against Southampton and he come on. And we were going to let him go out on loan in the January and he come on and, and, and he stayed and the, the, the rest was history, as they say. But he's, he's doing well at Everton at the moment. So, you know, he really showing what type of player we had on our hands there. And, it's it's a, it's quite similar for Kayembe, really. We're playing him in in a position which he knows and where he can flourish and a bit more attacking than what he played under Rob. Um, so I'm delighted for Kayembe, but it is good to see these players putting the performances in with Kayembe going. I, I don't know who they've got in their group in Afghan, so I don't proclaim to know a lot about DR Congo. I don't know if they're one of the favourites or if they're going to get knocked out. But I'm sure we'll all be keeping an eye on and hoping that it's an early exit. And hopefully as well, they don't use him. As frustrating as it would be, it'd be quite handy because he'd still be quite fresh. The last two internationals games that uh, Congo had, I uh, I tend to check how our players are getting on internationally. And he didn't even come off the bench. Uh, they've got another Kayembe who's a right back, but I can't remember his first name. Um but yeah, hopefully, you know, he, he goes and he uh, he doesn't play much. So we'll uh, we'll take that. But it is good to see these players coming in and making a name for themselves and putting performances in and sort of making us less worried the fact that we'll have a Kayembe shaped hole in the midfield 
um, from from here on in. So it'll be interesting to see who plays there going forward. Uh, for me, Chuck Badadze and Kone, for, for me going forward, is that is that what you'd go with as, as well, Cam? Yeah, it is. I don't think there's enough of an argument for TDB to come in, but mm-hmm. I um I do think Delhi Bashiru has something to offer. He's mm-hmm. really, I mean, I said it on Friday. He's really good at driving with the ball. I want to see him more in midfield. I didn't think he um because he came on today. I didn't think he was sort of on at the best time to, to show what he can do. But um, he's definitely got something to offer. He can work his way in there if Kone or Chakvatadze are having you know a bit of an off week. Um, there's also Imran Luzer. Uh, I don't think he's the right kind of player to complement this midfield. He doesn't quite have the energy. I, there's there could be a place for him, but, but I don't know. I'd rather any of the other three to be honest. Mm, absolutely. Uh, just a side note before carrying on uh, for those that are watching live. If there's a bit of a delay or anything like that from when Cam's speaking to when I am, uh, it's from my side. I streamed the game today and I might as well have watched it in 15 seconds increments because my stream was buffering like you wouldn't believe. And um, I'm getting a bit of that with Cam. So hopefully there's not too much of a delay from when I speak. And uh, just as I say that, my cat has turned up. So if you hear the cat, then you know that she loves coming on the podcast. So uh, I'll try and mute my mic when Cam's speaking so that uh, she, she doesn't get picked up. But, um, yeah, so it, it, it was 2-2. And we're thinking, OK, yeah, we're still in the game. Happy days. Let's get to half-time. Let's see what we can do. Um, Ryan Hardy had other ideas, Cam. And, again, prime example, Ben Hamer is near post. Can't be beaten there, can he? 3-2. 42 minutes on the clock, really frustrating goal to concede, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's again, we're just completely open. But can you just remind me who was Hardy 1v1 with there? It was, um, it was a center back, wasn't it? Um, ooh, um, now you're asking, I think, was it not Hoot? It, I think it was, yeah, and, and it was on, um, our right hand side, which just shows because. Ryan Porteous was all the way in midfield and Ryan Andrews had made one of his runs at the pitch. So we were completely open. Hoot and Livermore had, had their work cut out for them between them. Um, but yeah, who it was who I remember now, yeah. And um, I just think he's got to close down his man there. It's it's a good finish. Apparently he completely mishit it, but um, I, that's unsavable. And really it's a kick in the teeth to concede and so close to half time. Yeah, that it's always frustrating when you when you concede just before half time and especially in the manner that we did, it's so avoidable. And the amount of times can we've sat on this podcast and talked about Watford gifting, you know, goals away and, and this really was a gift because um I, I what I do is whenever Watford are playing and, and it might not be available or people might not have ways or means to watch the game. I generally, generally speaking, try and video the goals. And I've got the goal here. I don't want to show it on screen because I don't want us getting done for copyright or anything. But there is such a gap between Hoot and Porteous. And it's Hoot that's... He, he sort of... He gets turned and he's the one backtracking then, which leaves Wesley one-on-one with him. And the frustrating thing is, Wesley has to go over to cover for it because... That, that then leaves, he, he could just square it and it's a tapping. So either way, we were screwed really. And Wesley sort of tries to show him on his weaker foot and he's losing his balance and it goes in near post and it's a really poor goal to concede. And uh, I don't know, that's obviously something that they should work on in training, the goalkeepers. But um, I think whoever the goalkeeper coaches needs to sort of have a word with Hamer and try and work on these more specifically because we can't keep conceding goals from their post. You look look at the Blackburn game. I think Hamer even put his hand up to that and said, look, you know, I, I should have done better there. I wasn't expecting it or whatnot. So, yeah, really disappointing. Half-time was here. It was 3-2. But, Cam, I would say going into that half-time, I wasn't... Obviously, I was annoyed that we were losing, but I wasn't disheartened. And again, I think that's credit to this Watford side, you know, never giving up and really pushing till the end, bar, bar uh, Boxing Day, you could probably say. But um, 
we made a sub at half time and it was a sprayer on for KMB and I was surprised but how much of that is down to them having conversation with Congo about KMB not playing a full night I don't know I personally would have took Kone off for a sprayer um but it was a it was a it was a good sub to make. Is that the sub you would have gone for as well, or do you think they had an agreement with Congo and therefore it was that's why Kayembe came off? No, I doubt it was that. But um, I I was struggling to think what sub to make because I knew Yasser had to come on. He mm-hmm. would have thrived in that first half with how open it was. Um, I just didn't know who you could bring off for him because we had uh, Martins. We know what he can do. And um, I didn't want to take Georgie off on, on the left wing. So, yeah, it was between Kone and Kayembe. And I think Kayembe was just taking a bit too long with the ball every time he got it. He sort of put us in trouble a few times. And I don't think, despite the goal, I don't think he had his best game. So I get why it was him taken off. And it, it was a much more sort of dynamic midfield when he did come off. So, yeah, it was... Um, Probably a good call, unlike the rest of the subs that Val made. Well, we'll uh, we'll, we'll definitely touch on them. I mean, I, I probably, like I say, would have gone for for Kone. Uh, I just think Kayembe can can really help break up play, and he's he's energetic, um, and we we sort of needed that because the gaps as well in, in midfield at times today, Cam Livermore had the freedom of Devon at, at some spaces. You know, there, there was so much space to play through. And I think Plymouth were quite naive there. You know, they were definitely there for the taking. And um, on another day, hope you know, we, we we might have been a bit more clinical. But hey, Watford being clinical, I, if only. But, um, yeah, it's it's it, it was really frustrating. I mean, we started the game, the second half, really, really well. Uh, Rajovic had that shot that was deflected. Talk to me about him today, Cam Rajovic. Uh, he obviously splits opinion. He's our top goal scorer, but at the same time, he's not the best. He, I think, sometimes looks for the easy pass as a get-out card, and he'll play these short little passes as opposed to trying to hold on to it and beat in his man. And I, I don't know whether I'm being too harsh on him there, but... I think sometimes, like I say, he does just look to play an easy pass as a get-out-of-jail card. But I think today, I think he made a nuisance of himself as best as he could. And he was unlucky not to score, as I say, a couple of last-ditch last sort of um, blocks and, and clearances sort of denied him a couple of tappings, really. And then that chance in the second half straight away, I don't think we can be too harsh on him there. But the... There was one chance, actually, which I've missed in the first half, where he was bearing down on, on the goalkeeper and the ball just about had enough to get back to the keeper. But for me, he faints. He faints his run. He slows down. And you cannot do that. I cannot at all. But bearing in mind that, how would you sum up his game today? Because we know that Bio isn't the best finisher in the world. But what we do know is he'll press and press and press and work his socks off. Quite the opposite, literally, to Rajovic, who may not press and press and press and work his socks off, but scores goals. So how, how would you sum his performance up to that? Too much credit for being a, a good finisher, to be honest, because the chances he's missed in his last few games, I mean, I I don't know. I'd I back Bio to put most of them away, to be honest. Um, you mentioned that chance with the the 50-50 with the keeper. I don't know why he pulls out of it, but not only he pulls out of it, he completely jumps out of the way of the clearance, which if he hit, if that hits him, it could go anywhere. It puts him under all kinds of pressure. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there can be any debate now that we've we've seen enough of Mileta Rajevic starting games. He just doesn't offer anything. It is literally like playing with 10 men. It's not a coincidence that we had so many chances in that game and only one of them fell to Rajovic, which, to be fair to him, he did well to make the space for that chance and he's unlucky that it got blocked. But other than that one moment, he offered nothing. There's, We're just under so much pressure because we don't have a striker. we got no way of getting out when you know we need to go long. He doesn't win headers. And um, 
you mentioned that he tries to play the short pass as a get out of jail. There's nothing wrong with that because, you know, at the end of the day, it gets us up the pitch. But he tries to play the short pass and he, he underhits it, it gets intercepted. He can't even do that right. So I personally, I, I can't believe he lasted the 90 minutes. When Healy came on to play midfield, I thought, what has this guy got to do to uh, to get a game in his position? It's I just can't. I mean, I get it because it's Val's man. He's um he's signed Rivic. He said, yeah, this is the guy I want, and he, he's sticking with him. But at at some point, he's got to realize because we all know when we see Rivic in the starting lineup, we all know how how it's going to go. We all know that he's not going to be involved at all. And there's the off chance that he might pop up with a tap in, but is it worth it for for everything else we lose? I don't think it is. So, yeah, I'd I'd hope to see. I mean, I think it will be Healy for Chesterfield, but I think looking further, I'd like to see Healy start up top against QPR or even, you know, go get someone new. Yeah, I do worry that we're not going to go out and sign a striker in the in the transfer in, in the January window. Um, and yeah, I it's got to be Healy for Chesterfield, as you say. Can't really think who else has uh, who, who else would play. I know obviously Rivic could be an option, but we, we haven't even got any young strikers, I don't think, that uh, have made the bench at all. Adeyemu's injured as well, so yeah, possibly Healy for uh. For, for the game against Chesterfield on Saturday, we've got a message here from Matt2890. Happy New Year to you both. Happy New Year. I should have mentioned that at the top of the show. I was too busy not trying to stumble on my words. So, uh, Happy New Year to everyone watching and that, that listens back. Um, Matt said he'll take the point. He felt like at half-time we could get back into the game because we were playing really well. That's exactly what I said, Matt. And, uh, and Matt's also had a... a um, a something to say on Rajevic. He said Rajevic played well when he found some good areas today, but when he slows down, I feel like it then loses our momentum and we have to rebuild again. Um, I think today we saw Rajevic press more than he, he, he usually does, but I can't help but wonder what would have happened if Bio was playing because I think that 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 keeper had something dodgy about him. Like that I was waiting for one of these passbacks to to be sliced or completely shanked and. It could go anywhere, as you say. All it's got to do is, is take a, a deflection. But with the game going on and on camp, I, I was sort of... It, it still had the element of being end-to-end, but as the game went on, both teams were sort of starting to tire. I think Plymouth tired first, made a couple of early subs, and then we started to tire even when we'd made the subs. But 57 minutes in, Livermore, brilliant ball over the top. Rajevic gets shoved in the back. I, I wasn't really concentrating too much on that. So I don't know whether it would have been a stonewall pen. I mean, it wasn't given. Andrews is in there. And my word, for a right back, what a finish this is. Like, he, he takes it down. And then with his right foot, completely, you know, flat foots the keeper. Free, free. And you can see what it meant to him as well. His second goal in professional football. His first coming against Birmingham City at home. And then today away at Plymouth Argyle. Um, delighted for the lads camp and he, he took it really well for a right back, didn't he? Yeah, and he'd been given that backline hell all uh, all day. It, like They could not handle his runs. They were not tracking him. And yeah, this is good from Rajovic, I think, because he, I mean, he's in the box. He, he's sort of, he's taken a man and yeah, it leaves Andrews a bit of space to, to run him behind. So, yeah, as you said, great ball from Livermore. And that finish, I mean, he'd already had two chances. He wasn't going to miss a third. And that's just such a composed finish to sort of dink it over the keeper. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And I want to see Andrews continue in this sort of really almost like a wing-back role. He, I mean, we'd have to find a way to cover him better than we did. But I want to see him sort of running in behind more often. And we've got the players that can pick him out. So... Yeah, really, really good performance and well-deserved goal. You mean you don't want to see Ryan Porteous at right wing back again? Because that was something to behold, wasn't it, Cam? Was it Blackburn that happened? No, it was, it was Preston. Was and it, yeah. um, to be fair to him, he didn't do a lot wrong, but that's because <laughs> we were cruising at 3-1 up by the time he came on. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, let's talk about the double change in Cam. Obviously, you mentioned 
Healy come on, went into midfield. It was Healy and Deli Bashiru on for chat with Adzi and Kone. You said that you weren't, you said earlier you weren't that impressed with that, that double change. I mean, you've mentioned because Healy were, meant that he had to play midfield, but Deli Bashiru, was that not someone you, you would have brought on? Would you have gone someone different? Would you have not made the change at all? No, I, I see the value in bringing on Delhi Bashiru. He sort of offers similar traits to um, to Kone and Chakotadze. He's just not quite the finished article yet. Uh, I and I know they've got sort of their fitness things. They've got the the fit bits that they have a look at, and they know when players need to come off. But Chakotadze was running that second half. I I just he didn't look knackered. He didn't look like. Um, he looked like he was going to win us the game if we kept him on. So I, d I didn't understand that. And yeah, I didn't understand playing Healy in midfield again. It's He keeps doing it. He keeps bringing Healy on in midfield. I want to see him up front. And especially with Rajevic just not having any impact whatsoever. You want to bring on Healy, who, who does make a bit more of a nuisance of himself. He varies his runs. He can go in behind. And obviously, you get him on for the long throw as well. So I don't get why why he wasn't swapped for Ivic. Do you think Healy would be able to do it up top on his own? I know we, we just thought about Ryovic being ineffective and anyone else would be better up there. I mean, you mentioned Kayembe up there for uh, in the Plymouth preview. But do you think that's a role that Reese could do, playing up top on his own? Would we get the service to him? Would, be, would, he, would, would he add a different dimension? Uh, people say this term, I've seen it thrown around on Twitter a lot, of being up top on their own. But they're not ever up top on their own. They're, they've got, yeah, the, the two wingers, they're, they're good support. And the midfielders, they get high as well. So I look, I think he'd be suited to what we were trying to do today and, and every other game where we've played one striker. Uh, Bio gets the service because he makes good runs in behind and he sort of gets in front of defenders and Healy does exactly the same. He puts himself about, he he tries to, you know, get physical with the defenders and he loves to run in behind. So I don't see why Healy couldn't do that role. And my only thought is there must be some kind of fitness thing. He's not quite where the rest of the squad is because I, I just can't get my head around why he's not getting a game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh... It's it's a it's a puzzling one for sure, and you know that even at three three though, Cam, I thought you know that there's a there's a real good chance, and you know Healy coming on, we've seen him come on now twice and, and grab us two two important goals, the equaliser against um, Southampton, and then the winner against Blackburn. But even at three three, I thought we can still go out. <laughs> to be honest, I thought we can still go and win it, but we can still go and bloody lose it as well, and. Um, we were talking about the, the fans at half-time calling for Backman to be back in goal because of Hamer conceding two goals, which he probably could have done better on. But really, it's down to Hamer again that we, we've sort of got to thank him that we've not come away with zero points because he made two really good... Well, he made two good saves from... Um, he, he tipped uh, Whitaker's shot over from sort of close range and then he made that save from the free kick now. Not to discredit the, the the bloke, but the free kick one was pretty much perfect halt for a goalkeeper. If that was a penalty, it would have been perfect halt for a goalkeeper. But um, some some important saves in there today come amongst the goals, which he probably could have done better on. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. And we know that Dan Backman has a bit of a problem with free kicks, as we've mm -hmm. seen this season. He, he lets in some very questionable ones, like the West Brom one and the Coventry one. I'm sure there was another one as well. Um, I I don't think he would have saved all all three of those like Hamer did. Um, give him give him his credit because he he kept us in that at times. Even though he might have given a goal away, but on the other hand, you know, does does Backman save all of those? I don't think so. So yeah, I look we we know neither are perfect. We know that Backman has his good games. We know Hamer has his good games. I think the solution is go out and buy a goalkeeper because yeah, we, if we want playoffs, which I don't think should be the aim this season, we can't be having keepers that, that um, you know, let goals in that they shouldn't be. 
Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love for us to go out and get a goalkeeper. As I mentioned, Victor Johansson from Rotherham. Um, he he would be, you know, top of my list. You mentioned Nichols from Huddersfield. I know they got a bit of a battering today, but it was against Leicester, so we can let them off. But um, yeah, I I'd love for us to, but I just can't see. It. I think the 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 team clearly really like Ben Hamer, and I think it would maybe rock the apple cart a little bit if they're to to get him out and, and bring another goalkeeper in. And uh, Backman's been a bit quiet on social media and doesn't tend to come over to the fans at the end anymore. So God knows what would happen if you brought in another keeper to play. Uh, the, he'd, he'd be pushed down to a uh, to sort of third string. So uh, that would be interesting to say the least. But a free free draw for Watford in the end away at Plymouth. Logs say Plymouth at the moment. Um, they are 18th, but in the home form table, they're 6th. They've picked up 14 points from 20, uh, from no, they haven't. They've picked up 24 points from 13 games. Only five teams have done better, and four of those are Leicester, Leeds, Ipswich, and Southampton. So, you know, so they they they're in good company up there. Um, and that away today makes us pick. It means that we've picked up 16 points on the road from 12 games and. We're in the company with the likes of Sunderland, Bristol City and Blackburn, who have also picked up 16 points on their travel, uh, travel sorry, and um, and five teams have picked up 17 points. So we're uh, we're only sort of joint fifth in the uh, away form table. But with all the results today, Cam, we are 10th, 36 points, and Sunderland are occupying that last playoff spot on their day one today, and they've got 40 points so we're only four points outside. Hull are currently playing as we speak and are down to 10 men in the first half. They've had a man sent off and they are away at Sheffield Wednesday. But Cam, I think on a whole, we, uh, are you happy with that, that performance? Are you happy with that point? Is it another sign of this Watford team never giving up? And, you know, no doubt they were tough conditions to play in today. And we've come away with a really respectable point in my eyes. Is that, do you, are you in that, that camp as well? Yeah, and I said on Friday that at this stage of the season, you can go and, I don't know, lose two games and you'll you'll look like you're out of the playoff picture and then you go and win two games and you're right back in it. So, look, a draw, it's a good result at a place where, you know, Plymouth, they have a really good home record. They're a very dangerous team, as they showed today. But we went there and we played our way. We created chances and it's it's nothing but encouraging, to be honest. With a few additions, obviously we're not the perfect picture right now, are we? We yeah. um we don't quite win as much as as we could, and I think that's down to we don't quite have the personnel at the minute. But with a few additions, there's no reason why we can't go on a, a big run and sort of challenge for those playoffs. I, I mean, obviously, just seeing a style of football is it's a huge step in the right direction when you look at where we were a year ago it's yeah so i'm pretty thrilled with that to be honest so I, I think it's been a good first half of the season yeah absolutely and mark schofield says attacking gets an eight defending gets a five so overall he's given us seven out of ten i think that's fair to say to be honest yeah um yeah yeah it's it's been the story of watford season sometimes we can we can get forward and look dangerous but at the back we're uh we're a bit too open at times, but yeah, as you say, Cam rightly pointed out, we've gone to a, a very good home side in the in the in the shape of in the shape of Plymouth, and uh, have come away with a respectable point on a on a tough, wet and windy day down in uh, Devon. So we'll absolutely take that. Cup action up next for Watford on Saturday. We face the National League side Chesterfield, who won three two today against mine and Cam's local non league side Solihull Moors. Sorry, Moors were two 0 up, and um, yeah, lost three. So, Will Grigg scoring, and me and Cam said at the start, that's um, that's pretty much nailed on. Will Grigg to score, I think. Uh, Chesterfield obviously sit top of the National League at sixty-two points, and Bromley a second with fifty-five. So there's a bit of a gap appearing, and Chesterfield has still got two games in hand as well. Um, they're they're running the FA Cup, obviously putting them a little bit behind compared to the rest of the chasing pack. Um, so yeah, Will Grigg have thirteen goals so far this season. So uh, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, just quickly, Cam, we're obviously going. Uh, we're going to do a 
Chesterfield preview, so we won't talk too much in depth. But first things first, how do you see it going? And did you, did you see him completely ringing the changes? Are we are we talking Backman in goal, couple of academy kids, Reese Healy up top? Is that what you're expecting from the game? And um, obviously Chesterfield have sold. I don't know if have they sold the complete. Vicarage Road end out now. I think they might have done. Yeah, yeah, they have They're going to bring the noise. They're going to bring the support. I've just got flashbacks to that Tranmere game a couple of seasons ago that me and you went to. But what are you expecting from uh, from the weekend, Cam? Well, see, we've got a bit of a break now. We've got six days until that, haven't we? And then after that is eight days until QPR. And yeah. we saw away at Stevenage earlier in the season. He he wanted to go out and win that game. Uh, there, there were no changes, I think, other than the goalkeeper. So I am expecting quite a strong team. I think he'll throw in sort of players that are struggling for game time. I think we'll see Tom Deli Bashiru in midfield. I think we might even see him run loser. And I'd imagine Daniel Backman will get a game. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's going to get Reese Healy on the pitch up front. So I, <laughs> I don't think I'd, I'd expect it to be Greaves starting over him, to be honest. Um, yeah, so I think we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see a few changes maybe, but overall it'll be quite a strong team. Pollock as well. I think he's in line for yes. some minutes. And as for how I think it'll go, it's not the same sort of mentality uh, as the team that um, bottled a three 0 lead to Tranmere. Mm. And I think we we've come a long way. We might be able to beat some lower league opposition in the cup this time. <laughs> So, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Mark Schofield says he thinks Backman, Pollock, Sierra, Delhi, and Healy will all start, but I'd like stronger. Loser, maybe not if he's off this month. Um, if you're referring to the African Cup of Nations, Mark, he's not actually been selected for Morocco, so uh, he will be sticking around. So, maybe loser as well, but I, I completely agree with the rest of them. I think Cam said pretty much the same. Um, it's going to be interesting and, yeah, hopefully we can beat lower league opposition because Watford and non-league opposition or lower league opposition in the cup don't tend to mix well. Uh, but it'll be uh, it'll be good to see the Chesterfield fans come down in full voice. Big game for them, obviously, coming to, uh, to Vicarage Road, trying to get another big scalp. I think they beat Portsmouth in the last round and uh, I think Port... Oh, Mark meant he was off to Udinese. My, my apologies, Mark. Um, they... Were, um, they beat Portsmouth, and I think Portsmouth. Yes, they are. They're top of the champions, uh, the League One. So uh, quite a big scalp that one was for uh, for Chesterfield. But like I said, we'll be back in midweek to chat to a Chesterfield podcast. Uh, myself, in fact, all of us are going to the game on Saturday. Uh, we're going to be in the bunker about half twelve. I've never been in there, and the lads that do not scratch their eyes talk about it all the time, and it sounds really good. So uh, I'm going to go check it out. So, uh, yeah, if you see us about, say hello. We'll love to, we'd love to chat about Watford and any other rubbish, really. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in today. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you're travelling back from Plymouth as you're watching, you're a hero. I salute you. I tried to be there. Couldn't get it off. No way. Um but yeah, we'll be back in midweek to talk about the, the Chesterfield game. But uh, but till then, everyone, take care and come on, you horns. Sports Social Podcast Network.